When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Friday here on the North Shore Drive podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carr. We've got Brian Batko, and we're getting you ready for Steelers versus Rams. Lots of talking points, including the two top rookies who were a big part of the Steelers win over the Ravens. Will both of them start? Will none of them, neither of them start? Broderick Jones and Joey Porter Jr. We talk about that. We answer a question for you on the Accuracy Fan Advantage. And the big the big matchup here also, can TJ Watt or Aaron Donald be the, be the defensive player that wrecks this game the most. All that and more here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello, welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Brian Batko. We're both from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Find all our written content at post-gazette.com. Find all of our podcast content on your favorite podcasting app, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever, or on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this channel to get all of our daily content that comes out from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, and especially the Monday, Wednesday, Friday episodes of the North Shore Drive podcast and the Saturday episode of the Accrashire Fan Advantage, where we talk to an opponent expert each week. Today's episode is brought to you, as always, by Mike's Beer Bar, where I'm at right now here, uh, le- leading into leading into the weekend. Mike's Beer Bar is the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. Why? Because they have over 20 televisions that you can book out and say, "Hey, you want a game? I watched pit volleyball here this week. They'll get it on the tube for you here. Whatever, whatever your choice of game it is: soccer, football, basketball, hockey, baseball. It's the best time in sports, baby. So get in on the action at Mike's. And also, you have over 500 different available beers here. 300 of those beers being local beers, and 80 of those local beers being available on tap. So many different things to get here while you're at Mike's more on them later Brian the big topic all week after the bye Steelers saw good play from Broderick Jones I thought on the offensive line game-changing interception from Joey Porter Jr. so naturally they'd both be starting in this upcoming game but there's no indication that they actually are and this could be a smokescreen this could be nothing but it also could be both the Steelers putting their veterans back in starting roles here uh, and Joey Porter Jr. didn't start against the Ravens. He just played most of the second half. What's your outtake? What's your what's your insight on how both of the top rookies are looking like they're going to get time in this upcoming game if they are? My first insight is this is what our sixth North Shore Drive episode since the last time the Steelers played a game. We just need some real football to talk about again. I think <laughs> the bye week, uh, you know. It was nice to, uh, to to sit back and refresh a little bit, but yeah, we uh, we need something to to talk about. Sunday can't get here soon enough. But you're right this uh, this topic is a developing story, I would say, with the Steel- the Steelers team. I mean, it's uh, it's impactful for the present. It's impactful for the future when you consider it's the top two picks from their most recent draft here. And you know, we'll start with Broderick Jones, Dan Moore. I mean, I'm surprised that the Steelers didn't just use this as an opportunity to say, Hey, uh, Dan, you know, not, we, we know that 
it's not necessarily fair uh, to to lose your spot due to injury. But I mean, what's what's a favorite Mike Tomlin saying? Uh, he doesn't treat everybody equally. He treats everybody fairly. So um, you know that's that's going to be a, a dynamic that you just have to work through. He knew the writing was on the wall when they used a first round pick on a guy at his position and traded up to get him. You know, credit more for playing well in camp in the preseason to hold him off, but. Once Broderick Jones got in there, I didn't see any reason to uh, to pull him back out. Maybe they think he still does need some more seasoning. Maybe they think Dan Moore hasn't been uh, that bad to this point in the season. But uh, I'm surprised that it's it's looking like Moore is going to start again uh, week seven in L.A. despite Broderick Jones doing really everything that was asked of him in a tough spot against the Ravens. Even if he doesn't play against the Ravens, I felt like this was the spot to try, to try it anyways. Like like, like yeah, it's if, the if, bye week. Exactly, you got the bye week. The Rams, yes, everyone's going to think about Aaron Donald, but the Rams aren't the same Rams defense that won the Super Bowl years ago. They don't have the edge rushers anymore that they used to have, like Leonard Floyd and guys like that. Um, and, and this this would be a run. Yes, the Jaguars have a couple edge rushers you'd be a little concerned about, but the Titans are coming after them. The Packers after that. That that would be a run of four games where I think you could get a real test of Broderick Jones without the the gauntlet of Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, Max Crosby that you were going up against in the early weeks. And in fact, his first test was Jadavian Clowney and he passed it. And I, I just think that there's, there's gotta, either this is a smoke screen by Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. They're just giving Dan a chance to kind of like, look to see what he, what he's got. Mike Tomlin did say it's a big if to say that Dan Moore jr. Would be good to go for this week, but Dan Moore Jr. looked, you know, I think he was a full yeah. participant on, on Wednesday. So that big, if seems to be very small right now, Brent, would this be would this be a legitimate mistake to 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 take away Broderick Jones from this situation? They draft they traded up to get this guy at the 14th overall pick. I'm not gonna go that far because I mean I think number one, it is one, you know, it's one more game. We don't know what the long-term plan here is. Maybe True. it's gonna be as simple as hey, first time Dan Moore gets beat or gives up a sack, you know, pull him out of there and, and put Jones in. I don't think you want to get into that kind of musical chairs type situation, but I, I will, you know, to play devil's advocate, just because Dan Moore looks like he's going to start this week doesn't mean they're committing to that for uh, weeks upon weeks or even, you know, more than one drive in this game. They they still very much have the right to make a change there. And, you know, I think Moore's a respected guy in that locker room. I think professionals understand True. when you invest a first round pick in somebody, they're going to play uh, sooner or later, sooner than later, probably. Um, but that doesn't mean that guys don't appreciate more and his work ethic and what he's done to this point. So I, I don't know that it's going to be a case of, hey, players are unhappy that they're taking Broderick Jones out of there. And, and Jones himself, you know, I think he's trying to walk that fine line of doesn't matter how old you are. If you're talented, if you're physically gifted, you can go out there and help a team right now. He even said that uh, last week before the bye. He was referring more to Joey Porter Jr., but obviously that applies to himself as well. I think he also understands that, yeah, you know, he got, he's got stuff to work on. He admitted he came out of Georgia fairly raw after one full season as a starter. So, um, you know, I don't think it's this huge mistake. I'm not going to make a, a big deal about it, but if it were me, I would start Broderick Jones. I just think it's time. Uh, the other point that I'll make is while this was your bye week and uh, you and I and a lot of other people thought it'd be the logical uh, opportunity to make that transition, you're going to have some mini buys coming up soon uh, after some Thursday games. There's bonus practices. There's extra work days there if you want to get Broderick Jones established as your starter. Uh, very true. Quick thoughts here on Joey Porter Jr. Ray and I talked about this, and I wanted to get your your perspective here. But 
the re- the releasing of Desmond King, letting him go and him not being on the roster anymore. Does that signify to you that Patrick Peterson is probably going to move more into the slot so that Joey Porter can be on the outside? Or do you think that Joey Porter Jr. is going to be back to maybe lucky to play 20 snaps in this game uh, with the way that they'll deploy their secondary? No, I have the same thought as as you guys. I, I think okay. that, you know, on its face, getting rid of King doesn't really mean anything. He wasn't playing. Right. His, one, his one snap will go in the books as a touchdown allowed with him on the field against the Ravens. So that's kind of like uh, – it's kind of like the opposite of of a perfect game there, but uh, yeah, I mean that 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 could be part of it. That could be a trickle down effect there. You know, you brought him in to add to your slot corner mix on cut down day, and slash as a return man, I guess. But neither one of those really came to fruition, and now you could be at a point personnel wise where you feel like, yeah, we're gonna uh, use Joey Porter Jr. more on the outside rather than bench Patrick Peterson there's a chance for him to play in the slot. Now, this game specifically is a little bit interesting to me. I think uh, the Rams are a team where as as much as they present a lot of challenges with their passing game and specifically their wide receivers, Cooper Cup and and Puka Nakua aren't necessarily the type of guys that I think you really drafted Joey Porter Jr. to defend, if that makes sense. I think they're more route-running technicians who, you know, yeah, you got to get hands on them, but they're they're not really the type of dudes winning jump balls uh, a ton. I think Porter's, you know, somebody who's going to help you against the Jamar Chases and T. Higgins of the world. Um, you know, we saw Devontae Adams uh, in, in the Raiders game and obviously what he did uh, against Odell in a kind of vertical situation in the end zone there. But um, still, there's got to be a time where you throw him into the deep end and, uh, and let him roll. Uh, so maybe he doesn't start in this game, but I think he does play more. And Patrick Peterson himself even said on Wednesday that, yeah, he thinks there's probably going to be more snaps coming for Joey and and they'll see how that plays out for the rest of them in that cornerback room. But uh, you know, you're, this is a team in the Rams that they're going to scheme guys open. So uh, that could be a trickier spot than we've seen to this point for the rookie. Could be, could be a lot of things that it could be tricky for the Steelers past defense that hasn't been too great so far outside of the fact that they can get after the quarterback. We'll talk about getting after the quarterback in a bit here, but first we got a question that we want to address from the Accuracy Fan Advantage on the other side of this first break here on the North Shore Drive Podcast. He's Brian Batko. I'm Chris Carter. But first, before we do any of that, I want to remind you this show is brought to you by the place I'm sitting in right now if you're watching on YouTube. It's Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. It's on the North Shore. Go right to Federal Street, across the street from PNC Park. You can go. You can get to Mike's Beer Bar and the North Shore Tavern, both owned by owned by the same place. Give you amazing options. You come into Mike's Beer Bar, you're gonna have over 500 different beers that you can that you can try. 300 of those beers are, are from local Western PA breweries, and 80 of those local beers are available on tap at all times. And they're rotating ones in and out every single week, so that there's never a dull day of of selections. You can never get bored of looking at all the different types of beer whether you're a stout guy an an ipa person uh you know a a, a pale ale person a light beer a hefeweizen whatever you like here they've got so many different versions of each type of beer sour beers plenty of pumpkin beers for the fall all that can be had here at right right here at mike's beer bar the best beer collection in all of pittsburgh and the best bar in all of pittsburgh and you can also get amazing food options here like their steak on a stone meal where you get your choice cut of steak Brought to you on a, on a heated stone where every piece that you cut off, you just press into the stone and you choose how well you, you want done every single bite of steak. It's such an amazing experience. Coming experience that here at Mike's Beer Bar on the North, on the North Shore of Pittsburgh. And when you get here, tell them Chris sent you. 
We're also brought to you by the Great Yinzer Tailgate. The Great Yinzer Tailgate is, is, a, is an activity that's going to bring the, pits, the best of Pittsburgh to South Point on November 4th, showcasing Pittsburgh's rich culture, iconic sports history, and vibrant community spirit. The Great Yinzer Tailgate will immerse you in the unique blend of traditions that make Pittsburgh legendary. Visit www.thegreatyinzertailgate.com for details. See Yins there. We're back here on the North Shore Drive podcast for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. It's Chris Carter. It's Brian Batko. We now switch to the AccraShirt Fan Advantage, where all season long, Brian Batko, our Steelers insider, answers your questions along with myself here on the show. The Fan Advantage brings you closer to the team than ever before with those exclusive answers, and we talk to opponent expert every single week. Tune in every Friday for this show, where we answer your burning question from the AccraShirt Fan Advantage. You can visit AccraShirt.com slash Fan Advantage for more information to submit your questions today. Brian, let's get to this week's question you got from Miles M. Is that Miles Morales, the uh, the, the young Spider-Man there that, you, that you're talking to? I, I don't, don't know. think so, but this was left over from my chat, so, uh, you know, Maybe, maybe it's a maybe. Monica, uh, yeah. uh, an alias. <laughs> but Miles M says, "Hey, bats! Thanks for the chats. Let's grab a beer this weekend in L.A. Shout out, uh, hey, shout out, Miles! To if you're listening, yeah, if yeah. you're listening to this, if you want to grab me a beer? Uh, you know how to find me. Uh, there you go, absolutely. But he asks, do you think the Steelers make sweeping coaching cha- changes, staff changes at at the year's end? Pat Meyer, Frisman Jackson, not getting it done. Thoughts, Brian? That's 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 a big statement to say. All uh, sweeping changes. What's your opinion on that? Well, uh, he's talking about O-line coach Pat Meyer and wide receivers coach Frisman Jackson. I mean, I'll start with those two guys individually. With Meyer, I think, yeah, you you could make a reasonable case. And there's also another uh, reader who emails me periodically to say, why did Pat Meyer get this job? His NFL resume is not good. Go back and look at why he was uh, let go in Carolina, essentially. I mean, that emailer has some good points. I mean, Meyer, is he's been around the NFL. He's not... Uh, a lifetime college guy who was brought in to do this job like Matt Canada was uh, as the OC. But, uh, you know, I can see both sides of that. Meyer, you could argue, hasn't had a ton to work with. But then you look at this week, the Rams right guard who's going to be out there on Sunday when they line up at SoFi Stadium is Kevin Dotson. And I mean, he's playing much better in L.A. than he was here last season. It's it's obviously there's some different schemes there and stuff. But um, yeah, I mean. Kendrick Green, how much of that is on the player? How much of that is on the development? Adrian Clem was the O-line coach here when he was drafted, but obviously Pat Meyer didn't wring much out of him either. You know, I think getting Dan Moore uh, through a couple, you know, a season as a starter again last year is, is helpful. I like the early returns from Broderick Jones. So kind of a mixed bag with Meyer's job performance, I would say. And I think we all know he he has a say in the run game. You know, he doesn't have a run game coordinator title, but that's generally the case uh, with any offensive line coach, including here in Pittsburgh. And it's not like the run game has been super efficient either. So, um, it, yeah, I could go either way on him. Frisman Jackson, the receivers coach, like say what you will about this group's lack of separation and stuff last year, but I can't really poke too many holes in the 2023 Steelers receivers. I mean, George Pickens is a much more well-rounded player than he was as a rookie. That was probably the biggest challenge for Frisman Jackson this offseason. Get more out of your freakish second-year guy. Calvin Austin, I'm seeing some good things out of him, even though he missed all of his his rookie season with an injury. So I don't really have a huge problem with 
the job Frisman Jackson's done. I will say, though, to go back to the whole sweeping changes idea, look, if you're getting rid of your offensive coordinator after this season, which unless something changes, we both think that's going to be the case. Yeah, absolutely. That new person's going to bring in their own assistance, generally right. speaking. Um, Usually. Occasionally, you know, maybe somebody has a is tight with the head coach or, you know, they they maybe have a pre-existing relationship with the new OC that's hired or whatever. And yeah, you, you work out a, a deal, you stay on, whatever. But generally, uh, I would say that if, if Matt Canada is replaced by somebody here, that replacement is, you know, he's going to go find his own own lie coach that, that he meshes with philosophically. He's probably going to get his own running backs and receivers coach. So just by extension, I think there would probably be sweeping offensive changes. I think that certainly could be the case, but I'm, I'm with you on Frisman Jackson, especially. I, I don't think he's done a bad job. I think he's helped with the development of George Pickens. Pickens is a better receiver this year than he was last year. Calvin Austin, you know, is much further along than I thought he'd be uh, after missing all of last season with his ability to make plays right now. He's running sharp routes. That's the other thing. I really like Calvin Austin when I look at the all 22 and I'm like, hey, that guy over there, you know, he's not getting targeted all the time. He's doing some serious work. Uh, Pat Meyer, I feel you on you know, take it or leave it. But the offensive line did, as a group, improve throughout last season. Granted, that did not carry over to this season, and that is that that is part of the criticism there. But if they improve again at the end of this season with a, with a rookie, if Broderick Jones gets back in more and he he steadily improves, I wonder if there'd be a case to keep Pat Meyer around if to say like, hey, you know what? They've got something going. They've got Isaac Sayomala back, Broderick Jones back. Now maybe they can go invest in a better center than Mason Cole. Maybe they go. Maybe they you know make some other moves that, there. I could see that being uh, a closer to a flip of a coin. Than the Canada situation, but like you said, if the Steelers bring in an offensive coordinator and it's a big name offensive coordinator, and that's a big if they do that, then I can see the sweeping changes happening. Uh, but if they bring in another guy, uh, you know, like they, a lot of people are saying they're gonna promote from within again, you know, maybe they do that. I don't think they would, uh, but I, I think that they they're in a position to at least look at this seriously now they have Kenny Pickett they'll have a serious look at who Kenny Pickett is and if they want to invest in a whole new offensive staff that will try to make that offense work with Kenny Pickett at the helm yeah and Frisman Jackson I mean he was brought in by Canada they'd worked together previously previously in the college ranks I believe so that's kind of you know how it goes down with with NFL coaching staffs usually and you know to a certain extent you can say nobody's doing a good job on on this staff right now because the offense is is so putrid. But uh, yeah, I mean, you got to drill down a little bit at times, get more specific. So um, yeah, that would be uh, a couple uh, a couple points that I would make on on Miles's question. Thank you, Miles. And again, uh, yeah, if you're listening to this, you can always email me or hit me up on Twitter, and yeah, maybe we can uh, link up in LA. It's it's a pretty small city, right? Maybe we'll just run into each other. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so small. You you can just bump into anybody. Yeah, just look all, for me time. walking down. Uh, just look for me walking down uh, Rodeo Drive. Absolutely, we'll get to we'll get more into this matchup and what we think are the biggest biggest parts of this matchup as well as our predictions here on the North Shore Drive podcast. But first, we want to remind you this was brought to you by the Acrisure Fan Advantage. The Acrisure Fan Advantage brings you brings you closer to the Steelers than ever before with exclusive a- answers to your burning questions, like Miles here, who asked Brian uh, not just for a question but for also getting a beer with him in LA. Tune in every Friday and the day before and the, end of the day before each Steelers game this season to get the to get the advantage. Visit acrisure.com slash fan advantage for more information and to submit your questions today we're also brought to you by savinas kane and galucci savinas kane and galucci they're 
mesothelioma and asbestos lawyers with over 85 years of experience. Call them now for a free consultation. That's Sabina's Kane and Gallucci. We're also brought to you by GameTime.co, where buying tickets for your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. If you're ever looking for a ticket and you're up running up against the clock and you're, and you're running late to the event, well, this is where game time really comes into play. Not only can you see your ticket and what the view is from your seat on the game time app that you can download right to your phone, you can you can see the actual price for, for that for that ticket. You're not seeing all the hidden, you're, you're gonna see all the hidden fees. There are no hidden fees. They make sure that they're up front so that you know what you're paying for when you tap on it. And it's just two clicks of a button, and those tickets are yours, even up to an hour after your event has started if you're running late. That's why game time's awesome, even if you're running late. They're going to find you killer deals to get amazing, amazing seats and amazing prices on those seats. And they have a best price guarantee that can't be beat. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less somewhere else, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account by using code PITTPIT for $20 off your first purchase or go to their website, GameTime.co. Terms and conditions apply. Create an account and redeem code PITTPIT for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're back here in the North Shore Drive podcast. He's Brian Batko. I'm Chris Carter. We're both of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And, Brian, I know these two guys won't be lining up against each other, but I feel like they're going to be in a race to see who can wreck the, the opponent's offense faster. And that's, of course, two guys that in the last six years have accounted for four of the Defensive Player of the Year awards. That's Aaron Donald and T.J. Watt. Granted, Aaron Donald accounted for three of those. Uh, and, and TJ Watts accounted for one, but either way, these are two extremely Im- impressive defenders, and they're also up against offensive lines that haven't performed great. The Rams have been giving up a lot of pressure to Matthew Stafford, who's in an older stage of his career. He's not as mobile as he used to be. The Steelers' offensive line, we've talked about their struggles and 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 how they have they haven't been consistent this year. What's your look at how this game could shake out for both of these guys, wrecking being being potential game wreckers, and who might? be the one that wrecks the game first for the other team yeah I mean on one hand you'd probably say TJ Watt against uh it was a Rams right tackle Rob uh Havenstein or Havenstein or something I think so yeah so I mean he's been around but he's he's just a guy so you feel good about that matchup but then you flip to Aaron Donald matching up with Mason Cole potentially right off the snap yeah that's a problem that that could be a problem and obviously you know hey uh, talked to Trey Essex on the uh, on the PG Sports Now show Tuesday, and he's like, "Well, you got to bring a guard with you pretty much every time you uh, you deal with Aaron Donald in the middle there." But that presents other schematic challenges. So, I mean, fortunately, the, the other players in the Rams front four, you know, there's some promise there. But you know, Byron Young, rookie uh, out of Tennessee, who's more of an edge guy. I mean, he he doesn't scare you a ton. You you would hope that a veteran Steelers offensive line will have some answers for him um but you know it's a it's a it's a rams defense that does i think still kind of revolve around donald in a big way and the steelers are emphasizing this week in practice containing mm-hmm. him minimizing him even though you're never going to take him completely out of the game and as as much as i feel like the steelers might have the edge in terms of watt versus donald if you want to make it about that and you're right chris you put those two families together seven defensive player of the year awards that's even crazier yeah you throw in jj it's just ridiculous yeah too bad aaron's older brother archie donald uh you know 
did did not uh, have a Hall of Fame NFL career. Hey, so Eli- Elliot that. Donald could be on the way for Pitt, man. You never know. <laughs> that's right. That's his nephew, correct? Yes, his nephew. Yeah, yeah. What year is he? Re- uh, sophomore, junior? He, now? He's a he's a he's a redshirt sophomore, I believe. But okay. he, he's he's coming. He's working his way up the depth chart. Yeah, so he's kind of like uh, JJ Watt's kid, uh, I guess at this point, <laughs> who's like yeah. six months old or something. But um, <laughs> in the comparison, but no, what I was uh, what I was getting at, what I was going to say is, you know, as much as I feel like you know, what can and, you know, often does uh, screw up game plans for other teams. The Niners and Texans found ways to to kind of keep him off balance. I mean, he ended up with three sacks against San Francisco, but by that point, uh, the game hay was over. in the barn. Yeah. yeah. Um, and against the Texans, you know, he flashed at times early in that second half, but obviously too little too late. Now you get a Sean McVay offense who he comes from the, the Shanahan tree as well. So he's, he's going to have a lot of those same – bells and whistles he's he's gonna have the uh uh the the eye candy as Patrick Peterson called it after the Texans game all that Mm -hmm. shifts and in motions and what's the new one the cheat motion that everybody's doing in the NFL or at least the smart teams (laughs) offensively or the Mm -hmm. creative ones Mm -hmm. so I mean that's what gives me a little bit of pause is that you know when you get down to matching wits in terms of the the offensive play callers in this game the schemes and the systems you've got one side that's that's proven uh, NFL prolific offenses with creativity and being a step ahead of defenses. And then you've got Matt Canada, who uh, we don't really need to talk any more about him on what, again, our sixth uh, North Shore Drive <laughs> podcast episode since the Steelers played a football game. Um, man, we are just, we're, we're leaking oil at this point. Technically, isn't it our seventh? Because you did the Accuracy Fan oh, Advantage. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we had the mailbag episode that's, too that's a full that's a full week that's like we did an episode every single day including a saturday and sunday after mm. after the game without any it's, extra football to talk about yeah, it's tough. like being back in training camp again where you're just uh you know you're, ta- you're talking <laughs> you gotta, about same storylines over and over but hey we gotta <laughs> feed the beast during the I'm, season so at least at least soon we can get to a prediction for this game and then we'll find out uh, how it plays out on Saturday or what, Saturday, but, Sunday. But, but I, I want to get to this point, but right before okay. we do our, our pick here, I, I agree with you that we've seen teams, you know, not the Texans did neutralize TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. The Niners didn't neutralize him, but they were winning enough in other places that it didn't yeah. in the end. But Sean McVay is going to try to find the creative ways to do that. I just think the Steelers, one thing they have on their side in this, in this situation, when you're talking about offensive line versus offensive line, the Steelers defensive front, I think, has more able weapons that can also wreck games. Alex Highsmith being there. I think Larry Ogunjobi uh, be, being healthy will be a big boost to this team. I think Keanu Benton and DeMarvin Leal could each be good guy, good, good, good help there. And I also think the Steelers linebackers are starting to play a little bit better. If they can t- take steps forward, I think that helps there. Um, Unfortunately, but- though, you think back to Houston and the Texans were starting like five guys making six figures on their offensive line. In that game, and, and one guy who had never seen an NFL regular season snap Whoa. before, and look what happened. No, no, I agree. I agree with that, but I also think that was a game where the, like the linebackers and interiors defensive linemen underperformed. Like they were in very winnable spots. Like we talked about, Landon Roberts one on one with C.J. Stroud in space, and he whiffed. Yeah. and it was like you know, or and, and guys in those in in those situations there. But I I think that when you go to the flip side, the Rams have more defensive line questions and defensive front questions around Aaron Donald than the Steelers do around their edge rushers. Uh, and I think that could work in the Steelers' favor, but. It, 
either way, I think it comes down to what you're saying too. Offensive game plans and executions, a veteran quarterback and Matt Stafford who will know that the Steelers are coming. He'll get the ball out quick. He'll know how to work game plans. And he has maybe with the most reliable receiving, one of the more reliable receiving cores in the NFL with Cup, Nakua, uh, Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell. So let's get into our predictions here. Brian, give us how you think this game is going to play out and your final score, who gets the dub? Yeah, I mean, three of those guys that you just mentioned, uh, Stafford, Nakua, Cup, they make me feel like the Rams are going to pull this one out, even though, you know, these are two teams health-wise going in different directions. Steelers coming off the bye. They, they're really getting just about everybody back except for Cam Hayward at this point, while the Rams, you know, they're down their top two running backs and Kyron Williams and Ronnie Rivers. So, you know, he's going to be handing off to who knows who. Um, but, you know, that's that's probably not going to stop them from devising a game plan that gives the Steelers secondary fits. And we know they've had some issues at times already this season, slowing down receivers. You know that better than anybody, Chris, um, with you, with your wonky stats and obscure references. Your stats, baby. Yes. Uh, um, But yeah, go ahead. Were you going to, uh, defend yourself no, there <laughs> no no i just it's just uh, making 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 fun of the the moment where i, I asked mike tomlin about the steelers they gave up the they've given up the eighth most receiving yards two wide receivers in the nfl i think that's a pretty relevant stat he kind of dismissed it and i only asked that even brought up that stat to say what does the secondary have to do to improve which i think is a very standard question but he i think he disagreed with my usage of it and its relevance of allowing to wide receiver. But this is about to, this is one of the better receiving cores you're going to face this year. Uh, you haven't faced the, even the Bengals yet with their receiving core. I just think it's going to be a big question with the corners, the safeties, how they're deployed in this game, how they l- try to limit these guys this game. And I get Mike Thomas point that, yeah, you know what, like you give up, it, who cares if you give up 172 yards to Devontae Adams, if you get the dub and you're creating lots of turnovers against the Raiders, but you're not going to do that every week. And Matt Stafford, I think is going to make it a lot harder on you to do that this week. If Mike wasn't so grumpy all the time on Tuesdays, he could have been like, yeah, but Chris, go look at what we've allowed to tight ends and running backs and get back to me. (laughs) So like, yeah, I mean, all of that saying, um, I'm going to go Rams 23, Steelers 19. I just can't like this team, this Steelers team and how inconsistent they are and all the warts they have. I just like can't see them getting two games above 500. So, uh, you know, when they start to, to show you something and get to three and two, I'm like, hold on, rein it in. They got to go to the West Coast. They got to face a, a pretty dynamic offense. Uh, I'm going to say they they dropped this one on the road. Mike Tomlin's uh, record on the West Coast uh, in the Pacific time zone, I should say, not very good over the course of his career as a coach nope. for whatever reason. Might be fluky. It's just human nature that it's difficult to play, uh, you know, after a long travel weekend. But Steelers have not done well in that regard since so so. No, I agree. It's it's been it's been a struggling point for them. I I am also picking the Rams here for similar reasons. I just think that Matt Stafford is a is a smart quarterback. He's a veteran quarterback. He's seen he's seen this defense before. He's he's lost to it before. Has I don't think has he beaten? I don't think he's ever beaten the Steelers before. But no, I don't he, think so. Even though he hasn't, he's been a guy who has I mean he won a he won a Super Bowl he's made big plays I think that he's a guy who's going to make smart decisions get the ball out of his hands you're not going to see him throw three interceptions like Jimmy Garoppolo did with the Raiders and I think it's, I'm saying 24-20 and I think that comes with a late drive touchdown pass from him to Cooper Cup uh and I think that kind of exposes the Steelers secondary for the problems that it has right now I still think Mike Tomlin who says that Mike Fitzpatrick is going to make plays where wherever he's lined up I think that they're still hurting themselves by moving him all over the field not letting him just be 
that pure center fielding free safety. And I think this secondary needs to get into some actual roles that will benefit all of its players. And Joey Porter Jr. needs to be starting on the outside while Patrick Peterson helps more on the inside. He can be an extra safety if you want, whatever you call it. He's got he's got to move inside so that Joey Porter can play outside. Levi Wallace can be out there. And that and they also try to free up Minka to be a bigger playmate. I, I just feel like McVeigh and Stafford are going to find the mismatch kind of no, no matter what you do in that regard. So. I agree. He has 2319. 2319. We got a 2319 for our Monster Inks fans out there. Uh, well, they- anyone. Anyone, anyone loves my Disney references. But anyways, 23-19 for, for Brian, 24-20 for me, Chris, here, saying the Rams are going to beat the Steelers. But will we be wrong? We've been wrong before on this show. We'll find out if we are here on Sunday. Brian will be in L.A. covering on the Steelers. And, of course, we'll have our team getting you ready all leading up to the game. Get all of our written content at post-gazette.com. Get all of our podcast and video content from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette at Post-Gazette Sports on your favorite podcasting app or on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this channel to get all of our daily content and comes out here check us out again tomorrow as we have an opponent expert on the rams breaking down this matchup what what, what are the rams looking for what are they talking about with the steelers for a further in-depth look on the rams the steelers matchup before the game on sunday we'll see you here right on the north shore drive podcast from the pittsburgh post gazette Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For three months of digital access to post-gazette.com at 99 cents, click the link below in the description.